This episode of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast to support our show. The Battlefront Podcast is also brought to you by Star Wars Uplink, Tiny Sheep Entertainment's new podcast hosted by Sage Goodwin and Jared Bilby, covering everything Star Wars gaming, past, present, and future. Search Star Wars Uplink on your favorite podcast app and look for the tie-dye. Activate your personal shield and get your trait to level 3, because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to episode 83 of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, and this week I am joined by Jared Bilby from the Star Wars Game Outpost. Hey, everyone. In this episode, we'll be going over the weapons and customizations we've seen so far in Star Wars Battlefront 2, and also go over what we would like to see in the future. Let's get started. On April 16th, you had a post on Star Wars Game Outpost titled, Let's Look at the Blasters Connected with Battlefront 2 so far. And going going with the podcast and seeing all the coverage, I wanted to go over the same thing. I was just like, hmm, he's already got it. He's got the knowledge. Let's have... Jared on. So let's go over this post that you did. And the first one that you covered is the Blurg 1120 Holdout Blaster. Yep. Which is um, from, what is it, from Rebels? Yeah, it's from Rebels. It's Hera's Blaster. Okay. And it is a blaster pistol, and it seems to be like a little pullout thing instead of like an actual firepower weapon. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a pistol. Um, well, Wikipedia says that it has uh, nine unique firing modes. Ooh. So they could probably do some fun stuff with that. I mean, if you look back at like the uh, uh, the A180 for the Rogue One DLC, you know, it had the three different firing modes. So it definitely seems like it could be something that could have some some different like options, like how you fire and whatnot. I can't remember off the top of my head um, how she uses it yeah in the show um i'm not too familiar with rebel so i don't know either um mm-hmm. but like the the seven firing modes could be interesting especially if they go with customizations that they've that they've said like you'll be able to customize that weapon even more which could be interesting like so you could take this pistol and then turn it into kind of like the a180 did in the rogue one scarf dlc and then pull it out to a sniper configuration or make it more powerful with um more recoil or um, higher firing with lower firing rate and everything or make it Mm -hmm. less damage with a higher firing rate which could be interesting to see and how they implement that in customizations yeah exactly um in the deluxe in the deluxe edition which is where we know about this because it was in a pre-order post they also said that it uh, comes with the enhanced grip modification so we already know at least one of the modifications you can do to the weapon yeah what what do you think of that actual news that we have that we'll have grip modifications well i, I don't think that's really that surprising when you uh, look at weapon modifications in various games and whatnot i mean that would be definitely be something that when you're looking at weapon modifications having grip mods would be an obvious choice i think um so i mean it's definitely it's definitely cool i i definitely think that the overall thing with uh being able to 
mod your weapons and make the weapon fit your play style is really cool. Yeah. Um, I like how they're moving forward with classes and customizations. Because um, that's going to be something very interesting for the future of how they do that. How much customization will they give you? Uh, what kind of customization will it be? We we have all these questions, but we don't know the specifics. But it's going to be really cool seeing how they implement that. And that's the biggest thing I'm excited to see is how they implement everything. Like they've got all of the, the all three eras. Um, I want to mm-hmm. I want to see how they bring all of those together in a a ui that is smooth you want to go through um every time i play battlefront i'm just sitting in the the ui of the play on on battlefront 2015 and the playstation just like wants to explode with the fan noise Mm -hmm. so i want to i'm interested to see how they implement all of these things together yeah it'll it'll be uh it'll be interesting to see how they do that um and hopefully we find out more next month at ea play i'm guessing yeah uh because they've kind of alluded that they're going to go into more details on the like the multiplayer side of things so we might see more we might get a better idea uh, about how they're going to you know fit all of that stuff together all the customization all of the the, uh, eras all of the progression system and whatnot so I, I think we should we could uh, be seeing a gameplay trailer reveal or maybe just another teaser or something like that. Um, my guess would be uh, we'll get a full gameplay trailer based on what they did for E3 in 2015. We got that several minute long trailer of Hoth. Yeah. And so I think that they'll do they'll do something similar this time around probably. And they also said it's going to be playable at EA Play. So my guess is. It'll be playable at EA Play. They'll show a gameplay trailer of the playable part of EA Play. So if it's, say, clones versus droids on Kamino, they'll have that gameplay trailer for everybody to watch, and then people at EA Play will be able to actually play that. Yeah. If they do focus on the Clone Wars and the prequel trilogy aspect, that could get a lot of fan feedback. To uh, We've gotten word from Des Brownville that they look really really good and just being able to see like maybe it starts out in indoor like or hoth as they've liked to focus on because those are the some of the most iconic places in star wars Mm -hmm. and then it switches to camino like that i could definitely see some some positive fan feedback for that Um, because i'm I'm really excited to see how these the clone troopers and the droids will look in the frostbite engine we've got that uh, the image for the classes and everything and they look mm-hmm. amazing um one of my one of the things i want so bad is general grievous because him in the frostbite engine would be really really awesome yeah it'll be uh interesting to see who they who they end up choosing for the final release um but yeah general grievous would be a lot of fun how many heroes and villains per era do you think they'll actually have? Uh, my guess is we'll get between 12 and 18 total. So that's uh, four to six per era would be my guess. I don't think we're going to get more than that, at least at the start. That I think those that, that'd be a good number for each era to have three to six, like... That that's a, a good round number, but what what do you think of um, 
the actual like DLC. So they they said that they aren't gonna have they aren't gonna have a season pass, and then EA followed up and said we don't know exactly what we're doing. Um, but what what do you what do you want them to do with the DLC? Well, what I would like to see personally is I would like to see them introduce loot boxes for cosmetic items only. So yeah. nothing that impacts gameplay. Um, and those loot boxes could be, say, you know, purchase with real world money. So people who want to unlock things faster can pay to do so. Um, but it wouldn't impact the actual gameplay experience. It would just change, you know, like how they would look on the battlefield. And then maps should be free. Yeah. And I mean, personally, if they went with the loot with a paid, you know, loot box system, I would also like to see them include heroes for free. Um, yeah. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they were something like three ninety nine a hero or something. Yeah. Um, I, I personally would like to see them if if they do go with a microtransaction system with loot boxes. Uh, if they made heroes, new weapons, and and maps free so that way the only thing that's being paid for are cosmetic items and not items like heroes or weapons that would impact the gameplay so that way you don't you don't have issues with say uh people complaining about a pay to win system or what exactly because you know you get the new hero comes out and that new hero happens to be uh someone unbalanced or whatnot and then you know you got to pay five dollars for that hero so you know that that kind of becomes pay to win so hopefully they don't do that yeah the only problem i see with the heroes is so far they've said it's really hard to make heroes for battlefront for the battlefront 2015 the that's why like they have to talk with lucasfilm so much with that it slows down the creation of the heroes and they have to have these certain like Luke in a stormtrooper outfit that we were going to have got canceled because they couldn't get the actual outfit to look like it did in A New Hope, which is what they would need. Mm-hmm. So I, I I would love to see them do free heroes and free maps and then have like paid, oh, you can um, customize your helmet trooper or your pauldron in this certain way, or you can buy... Uh, reloads or like refreshes and everything with in-game credits which are slower to earn or you can buy these packs of loot crates as you were saying that allow you to either win the web the customizations or buy credits to buy them yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do um i i do think at the very least uh maps will be free because they have said uh, since they announced the game that they do want to uh, not split up the community. Yeah. So I do think that map packs post-launch will be free, personally. Maps are definitely one of the biggest things that separate the community. Um, like, y- you try and get into the DLC, and some DLCs are really full, and some DLCs aren't that full. Um, so Exactly. Um, I like how they're actually listening and responding to the feedback that the fans have had about the season pass, that they don't want to go and make the same mistakes for this game. Like That's one of the reasons I love video games so much, is because they are iterative. You have games all throughout game history where you say, like, Super Mario 1 did this, and then Super Mario 
Lost Levels and Super Mario 3 did it even better. So, like Assassin's Creed, they they started with a, a really cool concept and then improved upon that uh, iteratively throughout the future of gaming. And then them saying, oh, you said last game was kind of bare bones. We're going to bring in three different developers to make the game, uh, the next game even better and f- fuller. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's go on to the next weapon, which is the FWMB-10 Mega Blaster, which is uh, in The Force Awakens. It's the the weapon the storm the First Order stormtroopers use. That is kind of like a a turret. Looks kind of like a turret. It's got a stand in the front, which could be interesting. Like if the animations work to where you can set that up. Pull it back up. It may be slower to use on the battlefield, but you can set it up in uh, strategic locations on the map, and then use it that way. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Um, like if it is, say, a primary blaster that requires you to set it up, because then they would have to have some sort of other option that allows you to have, say, a secondary pistol or whatnot. Yeah. Um, in case you come into people close quarters um, because you would need to have something to counter that. So it'll be interesting to see how this weapon is used. And one aspect I think that could be fun is maybe because it is so big, it could say like slow your your character down. Yeah. um, Like with running or not. Uh, The one the one thing that uh, the game that first comes to mind is uh, uh, the, the the turrets in Halo, um, where you pick them up and you and you're kind of holding. You can pick them up and walk around with them. Yeah. Um, and it kind of slows you down, and they're kind of you have to like hip fire with them. So it could it could be interesting if it's something like along those lines. Yeah, and um, like you're saying, have a Battlefront Two by Pandemic had a feature where you can have a weaker secondary weapon. Um, could you see them adding that into the future? Because that could be really cool to see and if they implement it well, affect gameplay drastically. Yeah, I mean, they could implement some sort of secondary weapon. Um, I think that the more likely scenario is that a secondary weapon would be, be would take like a... I mean, I don't know if they're doing star cards per se, but they have... Uh, hinted that they are kind of carrying over some of those concepts. And in the, uh, we saw some developer footage and some, uh, was the alpha gameplay where it had little uh, circles in the corners uh, as abilities. So maybe. Yeah, and it looked very similar to the layout that we have in the 2015 Battlefront. So my guess is that those abilities, maybe there would be a sidearm pistol or something. Somewhat similar to the uh, the blaster. I'm blanking on the name right now. The blaster that came out in July. Is it the scout pistol? No. The, well, I mean, it would be similar to the scout pistol. I was thinking of the... Uh, stinger pistol. The stinger pistol. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like something along those lines of like the scout pistol or stinger pistol where it's where it's a sidearm that has, that has, a, re, that has a cool down. So like you use it and then you can use it for five seconds or something and then it cools down so i don't know it'll be i mean it really depends on how they if they implement the cooldown system or not um with the star cards so 
Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, that could be interesting if they do like a, a star card power up system. Um, do, do you think they'll actually have power ups that you can? I don't think they do actual tokens on the battlefront, but do you think they would have um, like actual? You can use your skill points or whatever to uh, use like a thermal imploder or a a rocket launcher. Well, Dennis said during the there's the the post panel uh, Q&A that I attended and he said that there will be pickups like the thermal imploder or the orbital strike but they have also said that they're moving away from those tokens so those bonus items will be in the game somehow yeah um, personally what I would like to see them in is in uh, you know some sort of like physical object that's on the the playing field so be it like a crate or something that you run up to and then you you know hit your uh your engage button and you hold it for you know a couple seconds and then you get the power up so that's what i would like to see it as and then you know then you could have these crates or these you know, some sort of like drop pod system or something. And so that way you ha- it would become like a point that you fight over for. Yeah. It could be interesting. That the, the I like this idea of like a little drop pods that say, um, you, I mean, if they have like points that you capture, uh, you capture this point and then if you hold it long enough, you get a shipment of new weapons that you can use against the enemy. Uh, that, mm-hmm. that could be pretty awesome. Yeah, exactly. So some... I think that they are going to move to some sort of system where it, where it's actual, it's an actual physical object that you have to run over and pick up. Yeah. Versus uh, the the token system because they have said they are moving away from that. So. Now let's go on to the CR-2 Heavy Blaster, which is a uh, blaster used by the Naboo security forces um, in the Phantom Menace. This weapon looks pretty interesting um it seems kind of like a sniper pistol or yeah i mean may i mean it does have the it does have what appears to be like a scope on top of it yeah um but it is also a heavy blaster so So maybe something like the e11 i mean maybe i'm I'm thinking more like something that's uh i mean i want to say that like the uh the dl44 was a heavy blaster so something that that kind of has a a higher damage but slower rate of fire um is what i'm guessing it'll be so uh yeah i mean we'll see we'll see what it we'll see what it could be like i mean i have i have honestly no idea what it, what they could make it like um i mean hopefully it is a little bit different than you know the weapon like one thing that i really hope for this game is that the weapons are very unique yeah because the last game they launched with 11 weapons and they were all very similar um i mean somewhere had fire higher firing rates some had lower fire slower firing rates some had more damage but it was all very it all felt very similar so hopefully they all play differently so yes like how we got in the the dlcs how we got these different types of blasters like we have the dt12 which is a revolver pistol that if they launch with that game with that and the different um like the a180 and those kinds of weapons it would have been um in a good way to 
vary the weapon styles and play styles. Yeah, right off the bat. And I think that's important because, again, like one of the criticisms of the last game was that lack of depth and having 10 weapons that, well, 10 weapons to begin with isn't that many. And then they all play very similarly. So there's not really much, you couldn't really like match it to your play style. And so I think that it's definitely important that they have these different weapons for different play styles and they have a lot of different weapons. So, I mean, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what they do and uh, where they go with that. So, I mean, I have no idea how the CR2 could play like, but I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what they end up going with. Is that the weapon that they use with the grappling hook or is that something else? Um, I'm not sure off the top of my head. Um, I want to say it was... I want to say it was something else. I think it. I think it. I think it was something else. It was. Uh, uh, I'm blanking. I know what it looks like. I know what the weapon looks like. Yeah, I can picture it too. <laughs> um, but it, it's definitely it's definitely different than the CR CR two. That if they had that weapon into Battlefront two, that could be really cool for the the city game mode so you can get on top of the buildings uh, certain lower buildings and if they do it right uh, it could be a really good weapon for snipers like uh, certain if there's a sniper class which I think there will be um, to have that if they do have secondary weapons or power-ups maybe have the pulse cannon as a power-up and then or a star card and then use this weapon as a grappling hook to get to the places that you need to snipe Mm -hmm. yeah it it could be interesting and it would be uh i mean it could be something that is another method of getting up places versus say the uh jump pack which they have said won't be universal so yeah what do you what do you think of that news i think that's that's definitely very very good because right now a lot of people use the jump pack so i think it's important that that it is restricted in some way, be it with a class or some other method. Oh, the name of the uh, the one weapon with the, the grappling hook is the S5 Heavy Blaster. S5 Heavy Blaster. Yep. I mean, that, that obviously is another weapon that, that could make it into the game. So. Yeah. Like, I would really want that weapon. And, like, how that weapon has an attachment for it, that could be really cool. And leads us into the next weapon, which is the a280 cfe blaster which is i'm guessing is the follow-up to the a180 because according as you put in your post according to starwars.com the a280 cfe is a pistol that can be augmented with an extended barrel stock and sight similar to the a180 yeah more like Um, a blaster rifle or whatever yeah and well i mean it's it's obviously a variant of the A280, which we got a variant of in the first Battlefront of the A280C. Yes. Um, so they're all very similar. And they did show in one of the pre-order pages, uh, there is a, uh, they had wireframe. They had a wireframe uh, version of all these weapons that they've announced. And they showed the A280 CFE in its blaster rifle configuration. 
So I'll be curious to see if it does have all those other options in the game or if it will just be the blaster rifle version that we can then put mods on or whatnot. Yeah. Um, I mean, hopefully it does have those different modes and, you know, you can do the blaster rifle and like they have a scope modification for the weapon and you can do a pistol. So we'll see. Um, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely a cool idea. Um, and I mean, it's, it's definitely fun that they're including rogue one content in the game as well. Yeah. And I, I've got the, the image that you're talking about. Uh, it says the A280 CFE scope modification, and it also has a laser trip mine epic ability. Yeah, I think that that's, is for that's the... That's the, uh, the, the class master specialist. Yeah, that's the... That's like... I mean, the laser trip mine... Obviously, the laser trip mine ability is obviously something that takes the place of the star card. Yeah. Um, so they're calling it abilities. Um that is that is definitely definitely interesting. The next weapon you saw was the pulse cannon, which we were mentioning earlier. Um, that is definitely something a, a weapon that people will be happy that is returning. Um, it is it is a beloved weapon in uh, the current battlefront. Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of people like it. I mean, I prefer it over the uh, over the um, cycler rifle. Yeah. Um, so I mean it's a it's a fun weapon. I especially enjoy uh nine nubs pulse cannon. That's always fun. To yes, use. yes it is. Um, so I mean yeah, what I'll be curious to see is if it if it because it's going to be it looks like it's going to be a weapon for the specialist class, um, which is the one that's probably going to be sniper. I want to say yeah, um, or have sniper capabilities. So what I'll be curious to see is if it's a primary weapon this time around or if they're going to make it a you know an ability yeah because um, all we all we know right now for battlefront 2 is that it appeared in an image render we don't know anything else about it it could be it could even be say some sort of variant on the pulse cannon yeah um so i'll be i'll be curious to see where they go with that it would definitely change the uh, playstyle if it was a main weapon yeah it, def- it definitely would i mean especially if they went say with uh say it had the same sort of charge up mechanic now and it's the main weapon and maybe uh you know it plays with the damage a little bit differently and then also it still has a cooldown um so you fire it once and then you have to wait you know yeah five seconds or 10 seconds or whatever for it to to cool down so i think it could be it could be an interesting idea that's it for this episode thanks for listening this episode of the star wars battlefront podcast is brought to you by our patrons on patreon you can support the show by going to patreon.com slash battlefront podcast or if you don't have the money and would like to support the show you can go to itunes and leave a review if you don't know what to say just leave your favorite star wars character Our new intro music was made by Daniel Barham or at Gafunko on Twitter. G-A-F-U-N-K-O. If you want to be a guest on the show, you can contact us at battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com and in the subject line, put podcast guest. We do the guest episodes through Skype, so make sure you have a Skype account. You can leave feedback on our email. That again is battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us at SWBpodcast for all things Battlefront, and you can also follow us at tie-dye sheep YT for Warring Galaxy News. 
If there's new Battlefront news, we will cover it first on our Twitter. May the Force be with you, always. What did you think of the the Last Jedi trailer before we get started? I, I really enjoyed it. I think uh, it was a uh, it was it was about what they needed to show because obviously you don't want them to show too much. Yeah. Um, and I mean, based on what I heard from like rumors and stuff, it seems like they really only showed like probably like the first third of the movie. Yeah, that's what I've heard as well. Do you listen to the uh, podcast Rebel Force Radio? Uh, no, I do not. Well, um, FJ DeSanto, one of their friends, and he does um, the Smuggler's Run, I think. But he he went on the podcast and was like laying out his whole theory of what the Last Jedi was going to be, and it was mm-hmm. it was pretty detailed. He surmised that the first the the trailer that we got uh, only featured the first act. Hmm. So. Yeah. Just from like uh, speculating and how. Uh, so Ryan Johnson said it's not going to be like a, a ripoff of the the Empire Strikes Back, but it will be it will have echoes of the Empire Strikes Back in it. So mm-hmm. that is going to be something interesting. And he took the biggest beats from the Empire Strikes Back and then went forward with that. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. Um, J.J. Abrams just basically set up all these questions. He's like, okay, Ryan, you, you go answer them now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm interested to see. I'm kind of bummed out that the they won't be going forward with the, the December release of Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. Because that is, I love watching it in December. Um, that's when we usually watch all of our movies. Um, mm-hmm. But now it's going to be May, so. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It was kind of surprising. I mean, they originally planned like everything to be released in May, but then they pushed The Force Awakens back and then Rogue One back. And I guess they also pushed Lost Jedi back too. But yeah, yeah it's it's interesting that they're sticking with May for the Han Solo and then Episode Nine. Yeah. Um, what do you want to see for the Han Solo movie? Uh, I'm not really sure. I mean, I don't want the issues is I don't want them to show too much of Han Solo, uh, like his past and whatnot. And I feel like they're going to delve into like a lot of, they're going to try to give him like an origin story. And I don't know if I really want that. Cause like Han Solo, like part of what makes him a good character is the fact that he's kind of mysterious. Yeah. And so hopefully they can manage to keep sort of like hopefully it's not a straight up origin story or something yeah hopefully they go forward some more and then like it's not oh hello i'm a han solo who are you and that kind of stuff but it's like 
they're going off into a mission. We don't actually see the introduction of everything, but we do see like Chu and him meet up maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'd be fine if it was just like, if it was very, uh, just kind of like a episodic sort of thing. Like, oh, we're just thrown into the middle of Han's life. Yeah. And an episode that he had. Like, I don't want to like, learn every single detail about Han. Yeah, I think so that's what I'm a, I'm a little worried that they might like they're going to show how he meets Chewie, how he gets the Falcon. Um you know, they're going to show some stuff with Lando. So I I'm a little skeptical at this point that they might reveal too much about Han. I mean, I'm hopeful that it's still going to be a fun movie, but at the same time I don't want them to you know, delve too much into what you know makes him mysterious yeah i think that one of the thing one of the reasons that star wars has become so popular is because it sets you into the middle of the story and then like the one the thing that i'm most worried about for going uh, them going forward with spinoffs and anthology films and explaining that is we'll get too much information Mm -hmm. to where like oh we know everything about this character we know the complete past there's no mystery or like one of the reasons i like um nine numb so much is because we don't know we don't really know anything about that character and he's just like this mm-hmm. the flabby fa- pancake face um yeah so like the the interesting things about star wars is because of the mystery and how it sets you up in these these uh the stories that have been going on mm-hmm. um there's a some series that George Lucas uh, drew inspiration from uh, and it did that and that's what he wanted to do and then um, he started explaining the prequels and then they're going forward with the anthology film so it's definitely going to be something they're going to have to work around like if the Han Solo movie is a origin story which I, I agree I don't want it to be We've gotten so many origin story movies so far. Like right now, we need to get into the action and then explain deeper into these characters that we already know, instead of setting mm-hmm. up new characters just to throw into the mix. But they go like, if it is that, and uh, this fan reception is kind of uh, lukewarm, then I think Lucasfilm will go in there. So, okay, no more origin stories. We're gonna set these characters up in these certain situations um, yeah like ray we don't know how she got on jakku yet we may know in the future but we see like we don't know about finn either like we we're set into the story that's already going forward and mm-hmm. we don't really know much which is it's really awesome but also infuriating if you want to know everything <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so that's that that'll this will go at the end of the the podcast episode. 